Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill, and these are Jill's Journals Out Loud. And today, I'm pretty sure, is Tuesday, December 6, 2022. And the last time I came to you, life was a little bit up in the air. There's been some significant changes and moments in the last uh, week plus. So I'm just taking a deep breath. Uh, I'm going to do a short uh, aha moment about the nervous system first for those of you who are not interested in my personal stuff. And then I will give you a little update after the fact about what happens and where I'm at and where I'm going. Who knows? Okay, so... Uh, you know, one of the things we've been talking about here is the nervous system for those who are wired for danger. And in the last podcast, if you haven't listened to it, I highly suggest it. I think it's November 26th. I talked about, you know, we're all, all of us have fight, flight, freeze. Those are the three primary nervous system responses that we do to cope with life in general. But my focus is on those of you whose primary response is fight, in the face of danger. That doesn't mean we don't use the other three. It just means that that's our default response when we're stressed out or we're in danger or as our uh, often our coping mechanism. Okay, so I have been living, what, for the last uh, 10 plus years, pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Most of that time, I have been like the only person in a one mile square radius besides animals and so it has been extremely quiet I've had uh, you know a real shift in my own personal nervous system response to stimuli because my environment was very stable other than the elements but you know I could see a long distance I could hear a long distance Uh, you know I had attuned myself in a way that I believe we are born to be uh, in response to. I just have to caveat that Haven, where I'm in the truck and Haven's in here with me and she, you know, is not real happy about what's happening. So we'll get to that in a little bit. So, so I've been this, doing this for a long time with this calm nature-based setting and I have pretty much lost, you know, my capacity to be in loud noisy environments now two years ago I went to Newport Beach to visit my mom and I was just completely overwhelmed with the amount of noise and stimulus and things like that so but it's it's been two years you know I might like duck into the city to buy groceries and stuff but then I duck back out and these aren't large cities you know so it hasn't been an issue for me and I haven't thought about it in a long time well I just got finished driving through the uh, Mesa Phoenix area I spent the night in Mesa uh, and then I pushed forward uh, the next morning into Quartzsite where I am right now parked not far enough away from the highway I don't know if you can hear it in the background if I stop talking there's noise that's registering but it's been a constant barrage and hum from the interstate 10 now everything in terms of the camping part there's people aren't making any noises other than you know a few cars or four-wheel things going back and forth but the the highway is in a constant state of push it's been a full moon uh, and I can see the lights of quartzite where I'm parked right now and so 
when I did the whole Mesa Phoenix thing, I thought I was going to die. It was so loud. It was so bright. It was so confusing. It was so overwhelming. I was so completely in over my head because my nervous system is not used to that much stimulation. Plus, you know, I hadn't slept for a couple nights. It was just like, and it was raining and it was dark. Like everything that was wrong and bad was happening. And, you know, I didn't sleep again. You know, that night I stayed in a motel. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible experience because I was just under this brutal assault that I haven't experienced in a long time. And I wanted to talk about it for two reasons. One, it gave me a whole level of awareness for people who we often look at, those of us who are living out in the country and are trying to stay up to, to speed with what's going on in the bigger picture. And, you know, we're talking about things like preparedness and survival and situational awareness and all those things, you know, I've been talking about, you've been, a lot of you have been talking about. I realized how incredibly difficult it would be to even know or pay attention to any of those things because to cope with that amount of overstimulation to the nervous system requires a couple things. And one of those things is to start shutting down your senses in relationship to what's going on around you. Now, if you're if you're in it, you don't really notice it because you've gotten really good at not seeing, not listening, not uh, feeling, not awareness of because it's too much. You cannot sustain that level of stimulation and be acutely tuned in. And I thought, wow, I really uh, can appreciate how difficult it would be to be in this environment day in and day out and not be having stress and not be having anxiety and not be having depression and not wanting to know about scary things and not wanting to think about things because you're nervous system is shutting parts of your awareness down regardless of what your primary responses are but it's too much it's unsustainable at that level without turning down the volume I guess that's the best way so when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're in nature you turn the volume way up so you can hear the coyote in the distance and you can uh, see you know a a bird flying. I mean, you're just very attuned to your environment because you can turn your sensitivity way up, turning up that volume. But when I was in that city, I'm like, I'm going to die because I'm not used to it. And so, you know, I needed to turn it way down, but I didn't have the skills to turn it down or the response time anymore because I'm not flexible in that way anymore because I've been out of it for a very long time. So it was a really powerful awareness that as I, you know, got up in the dark, in the rain, and pushed through towards Quartzsite, saying in my head, I'm never driving through another city. I'm sure as hell not driving in the dark and the rain when I don't know where I'm going in a huge truck where everybody else is in these little cars swishing by. Ha! <sighs> right? So, you know, you're like, I'm never, I'm never, I'm never. So I get to Quartzsite. You know, I, I just happened to find the right one of the right spots to go. I didn't really understand. It was just the whole thing. Anyways, uh, so I didn't understand where to go, but I found a legal place to park. And I thought I was further away from the freeway when I got out of the car than I was. And so because it's been this constant drum of the highway, 
uh, you know, I haven't really been able to relax or disengage and I have an agitation with it and I'm not sleeping. And as well, because, and this is the key point, especially for those of us who have the fight response. So when I talk about wired for danger, I'm talking about those who respond to the unwanted or the danger with their primary nervous system is to fight. And that's my solution, right? I want to fight against this noise. I can't do that while I'm here. But when I talked about in the last podcast, push, pull, pause, right? So the fight response is really that push energy. And I was aware that there's a kind of a subconscious pushing against the noise because I don't want it. I can't do anything about it from a fight perspective. And it's just frying me. Like I have this low-grade agitation uh, and anxiety around it because I can't fix it. I can't solve the problem. Yes, I can, but I'll get to that in a minute. So I'm pushing against the noise which is draining me which is not making me feel better now one of the reasons I started talking about the nervous response system and uh, the three types and why I believe we have a primary response is I also believe that what whatever your primary response is that's the key to what best works for you in terms of restoring and for, and recovering from the major fight response or the major freeze response or the major flight response, the push-pull-pause response as your primary. So my primary is to push, and I'm trying to solve this problem and feel better by push, but it's not something that I can push away. All I can do is pull away. I can run. I can leave. I can not freeze up, not fight, right? But pull, pull, flight, run, get away from the noise. And so, you know, but I wanted to record this while I had this awareness that that it's this is that management of the energy is that, you know, I've had the luxury of a lot of stillness and a very sensitive and highly attuned nervous system, which would be perfect when you're, you know, in the woods stalking or scouting or hunting or Uh, trying to tread really lightly, right? Because you're so attuned to every noise and every uh, vibration and every shift in the wind, every smell. But you get into the quote-unquote civilization and it's a non-stop assault of all your senses. It's all you can do, right, to not lose your mind. But when you're in it day in and day out and it becomes your norm, Your body has got to tune its sensitivity way down, otherwise you will fry. And I thought, wow, that is really important to talk about. So I wanted to share that as an awareness because some of you live out in the country, some of you, you know, living in cities, and some of you are in kind of suburbs, which are the in-between. But I wanted to toss that out because regardless of what your primary nervous system response is, your your nervous system has to tune your sensitivity way down the more overstimulated you are in your environment. Now, what's been interesting is I haven't, uh, I've been gone, I don't know, three days now. I haven't turned my computer on. Uh, I do get cell phone signals, so we're going to see if I can get this uploaded. I've had zero interest in having anything pretty much technology other than wanting to you know research and do things like that and 
you know, I think that's kind of a response that I can't stand any more stimulation. I'm trying to decrease the amount of input I have, craving the capacity to go someplace else. So uh, I'm going to try and move today or tomorrow. I have kind of a plan, but uh, I wanted to talk about this first. And so uh, fight, flight, freeze are the three primary uh, nervous systems response, right, to danger or to anything stressful. Uh, the energy is push, pull, pause. And so I wanted to share that as an opportunity wherever you are, whatever living situation you are, especially when you shift out. Like if you're used to a lot of overstimulation, and then you move into a silent area, it actually is very stressful to uh, to not have that input anymore. It's a, like a detox. It can cause anxiety and agitation. So you actually have the same response to having not enough stimulation when you're used to being overstimulated as you do when you're overstimulated and you're used to not having a lot of stimulation. So this is part of just how, you know, I want to talk about how we start to manage the way our nervous system works. And that I thought was really interesting because I haven't been in this situation in a long time and I went, yeah, and I can't get away from it fast enough. But there are things to do. So that is that portion. Now I just wanted to do a short update. Um, I did leave New Mexico. I am in Quartzsite, Arizona. Uh, I don't really have a plan. My plan was to stay in the motel and to surf the internet and come up with a plan, but I just paid an obscene amount of money for a shower because nothing worked. I couldn't get service. I couldn't, it was, couldn't get sleep. It was a ridiculous, horrible, nightmare experience which I will never do again but I I do have cell phone service so I can do a little bit but it causes a lot of anxiety for me to try to figure this stuff out on the phone the phone is not my friend when it comes to being technically advantaged or uh, functional so uh, I'm kind of in a holding pattern place I think I found a quieter place to go uh, you can stay for 14 days. I'm pretty sure I have cell phone service over there, but I'm not 100% uh, because, you know, my truck gets such crap gas mileage and I do not want to spend a lot of time driving because I don't like the way that feels. It takes me, I still have a migraine, you know, from three days later. So uh, it takes a lot of recovery time for me. So I need to not travel any more than I have to. So uh, my plan is to move and just try and stay there two weeks before I move again. But I'm pretty sure I'll be able to upload. But if I don't, that's what happened. Um, but it's uh, it's been quite an adventure. Uh, Haven has not really enjoyed it. She's having a lot of anxiety about uh, the lack of consistency with her previous life. I'm very consistent in how I spend my day so that she has a very consistent and stable experience also and you know the good news is you know, right now I'm living in the truck it's not really that different than living in the trailer other than uh, instead of having all my stuff in the back of the trailer you know all my stuff is in the back of the truck which since it rained on me for uh, 24 hours I did find out at least it's fairly waterproof the system I set up so it has been quite a trudge through everything and we'll see how it goes I don't have a good plan I don't have a clear-cut path that was part of my uh, needing to just launch myself in and see what's next and uh, do I even like it uh, is this going to be something I can sustain 
the thing I don't like the most right now is the uh, concern about where to go next uh, and kind of that pressure. But when I left um, New Mexico, I had to stay in a hotel because I didn't have the truck set up to sleep in. So I couldn't even like pull into a Walmart and just like shut it down for the night. So at least now it's set up you know, where I could pull off into a rest stop or somewhere and just, you know, chill out for a moment. Uh, And, you know, we have a little space in the bed of the truck, the back of the truck, I have a cab. And so the back of the truck, I've taken the bench seat out. So the irony is, is it's pretty much the same living space. You know, it's not quite six feet by three something. You know, my bed in the first trailer and the platform in the second trailer are pretty much this constant size, which is where we did most of our living. Uh, You know, and the only difference right now is I'm cooking outside instead of in the trailer. But other than that, this isn't that different for me. A little bit smaller, but it's, you know, without the seat, I built a flat space. So it's just like a big, you know, twin bed, like you're living on top of the twin bed, which I know sounds super micro for those of you who have real lives, but... Uh, but you can get pretty much everything done on that. And I really like to be outside. And so I spend most of my day outside, which interesting fact, since I've been here, there's a, uh, this, I've, I've never camped in quartzite more than just one night, two years ago. And so what's fascinating is people kind of drive up. You can see it's just flat pretty much everywhere. And there's campfire rings. So there's lots of places you just pull off the road and park in. And so people kind of naturally are spacing themselves a fair distance from each other. Uh, Nobody talks. I I haven't seen anybody communicate with anybody. But what's even more interesting to me is I don't even see anybody coming out of their van or camper. Uh, I haven't really seen many tents. But for the most part, because I'm out most of the day, I can see a few people from where I'm at. I don't even see anybody coming out, which is what I noticed the first time I was traveling in the travel trailer, that people just pull in and then they go inside their vehicle or their trailer or their RV, pull down the shades and just stay inside all day. And I'm like, what is everybody doing? The whole point for me is I like to be outside. So I'm really fascinated with uh, what people are in there doing. And I assume, you know, because their cell phone, Uh, you know, they're connected and they're just sitting on their devices, but totally defeats the purpose as far as I'm concerned. So uh, that's just a short update. We're going to see if I can get this baby uploaded right now. One of the reasons I don't want to stay in Quartzsite, besides the noise, is I guess it gets really crowded in January and February. That's the peak time in Quartzsite. That's when the gem show is and the RV show and the rubber tramp and all that stuff. But from what I've seen from a couple of videos is cell phone service all but goes away because there's so many people dragging on it that you can't, you know, even hardly get, you know, a call out. And so, you know, my goal is to try to stay somewhere where I can get a cell phone service and upload Or, uh, you know, one of the things I'm looking at is uh, I'm going to a wildlife refuge that should be really pretty. So, uh, you know, maybe I will be able to just produce content and then come back. You know, I I have about a two-week window of resources. So after two weeks, I need water and I need uh, to resupply. So uh, so my plan is, you know, to sort of rotate 
to you know 10 to 14 days at a time uh, and maybe I'll just end up uploading we'll see how it goes the whole point of all of this was to remove the strain of constant 24 hours on survival uh, I can see that once I get the rhythm of this down I will have much more of my day available instead of always being trying to do stuff all day every day uh, and I will report that we have been sort of between 70 and 40 45 so a whole different experience when you're not waking up frozen trying to get everything heated and chopping wood and cleaning out the stove and defrosting things so you can drink water it was it's nice to be relieved of the constant pressure of just basic core survival now the flip side of that is I feel exceedingly vulnerable <coughs> excuse me because <coughs> I don't have access to anything I am relying on the system and the grid to function so uh, fingers crossed nothing bad happens out in the world so that I can uh, continue but uh, so you know ideas are starting to percolate we'll see you know right now I'm still trying to get my feet underneath me trying to get rid of this headache and uh, hoping that I just haven't made another colossal mistake <laughs> uh, but the fact is, is I didn't have any choice I couldn't stay there I didn't have a place to stay and I could not sustain uh, that level of cold all winter it just was too much for me this year so deep breath my friends uh, I haven't charged anything up so it looks like I'm running out of power here shortly and I will hopefully see you soon which will be our next time